Hello and welcome back to the Beginners SEO Podcast with me, Phoebe Gill from The Plan Success. Today's episode is going to be super useful for all the small business owners and bloggers out there because I know firsthand as a small business owner that often money is a factor. I wish it wasn't, but it is. You know, everyone tells you, um, like, spend as much as you can growing your business, But the reality is you can't spend as much as you can running your business when you've got loads of bills to pay. Um, So you have to be really sort of mindful about the tools that you spend your money on. And one of these tools that you might feel you have to spend money on is a paid keyword research tool. And the problem with these paid keyword research tools is they're often on a monthly subscription where you have to spend like $30 a month, $50 a month even up to $200 a month for the more sort of SEM rush or Ahrefs um, tools for SEO professionals. And so, you know, realistically, small business owners are going to be put off by that. And instead, they turn to other sort of marketing channels like social media, which is free. Um, and so it seems sort of more accessible. But social media, I mean, I do social media, but I'm always you know, thinking how I can grow my podcast, how I can grow my website, because these are things I own. If my social media account got shut down tomorrow, what would I do? Like, I mean, it wouldn't actually matter for me because I don't get traffic from there. I get traffic from my podcast and my website. But, um, my, you know, if your social media account is your only source of leads for your business, you're really at the mercy of Instagram and Facebook, Meta, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm always thinking, how can you sort of make sure that the marketing for your channel, your marketing for your business is sort of sustainable and long-term, which SEO is. So even though social media seems easier, um, I yeah, I just always think you should have a few different channels going. And my favorites are ones that you own, i.e. growing your traffic to your website. But like I said, money's an issue. So today's episode is top free keyword research tools, okay? I'm going to talk you through my favorite keyword research tools that are free um, and a bit about how to use them as well, because that's the thing that, you know, you can also type into Google free keyword research tools and you'll get given a list. But if you don't really get how to use them, um, it can just sort of be a bit of a waste of time. So hopefully this episode will show you how you can get started with your keyword research without having to spend money. So without further ado, oh, also, do I sound different? Because I bought a new microphone finally after 29 episodes of me sounding S-H-I-T-E. I finally bought a new microphone, but I didn't care for the first 29 episodes because my mindset is always just like with free keyword research tools, you know, you don't have to spend money to get started, just get started. And then I figured if I do the podcast for more than a year and we're coming up to my year anniversary and I'm growing and it is growing, you know, we're nearly hitting 2000 listeners a month, 2000 downloads a month, which is amazing. So I thought it was finally time to download, um, to invest in a better microphone. Although (laughs) when I was first playing around with it this morning, I was like, I don't sound any different. I don't understand. Like maybe it's just not that good microphone. Maybe I should have spent like $500. I spent $100 by the way. Um, Maybe I should have spent, you know, more, a better microphone. No, I had the microphone turned off. 
well done me. <laughs> I work with like technology and computers every day and I don't understand how to turn a microphone on or off. Oh, well, happens to the best of us, hey. But right, you did not come here to listen to me waffle. You came here to learn the top free, word key- free keyword research tools. Number one, you probably heard hype about this, chat GPT. But I wanted to clear up a few sort of myths about the capabilities of it because When you first hear about AI tools like ChatGPT, you think it can do it all for you and you tend to trust it blindly. Um, Perhaps in the future, in fact, definitely in the future, AI tools will be able to do all your keyword research for you. But at the moment, the best way to explain ChatGPT is it's just a fancy chatbot. You know, it's a, I think that like a learned language model or something. Yeah where basically it just sort of reads so much text that it learns patterns and can then know what you're meant to say when someone else says something to you. It's a chatbot. So taking that into consideration, it's not going to be able to read live trends on the web and see sort of live search volumes or live difficulties when you're doing your keyword research. Instead, ChatGPT is a great tool for seed keywords. And let me just give you a quick crash course into all those terms I just used. So search volume is generally referring to how many people in the world are searching for a term per month. But generally search tools do tend to split it up by country and they'll say, you know, per country. Other search tools might do it by the world and it will say as well, you know, global search volume. But that's what search volume is. How many people are searching for X term per month? Search difficulty or competitiveness is referring to how difficult it would be for your website to rank for that keyword. So basically, if I typed in um, iPod, there's no chance. I mean, who has an iPod anymore? Sorry. (laughs) Showing my age there, aren't I? iPhone. If you typed in iPhone, there's no way my website would ever be able to rank above um, Apple for that. So you have to sort of take into account keyword difficulty. If I typed in iPhone into a keyword research tool, it will come up with, say, you know, 90 competitiveness difficulty code, um, difficulty score. And I know that I can't rank for that. So really, as a small business, you're always looking for the easiest keywords possible. Um, and then finally, seed keywords was the final word I used there. Seed keywords refers to sort of, if you imagine a mind map, do you remember those at school or a spider diagram? And you've got at the center of your uh, mind map, you've got, say, the word iPhone. And then coming off it would be iPhone 14, um, iPhone 15, if that one's coming out. Um, how much does iPhone cost? Um, iPhone pros and cons, um, where to buy iPhone. And these are all the actual keywords, but iPhone is the seed keyword. And this is what ChatGPT is great for finding you seed keyword ideas, which if you're not really creatively sort of mind, um, if you're not a creative mind, or you're just getting started with keyword research, you might have no idea what your seed keywords are. So you can literally type in to chat GPT, um, please give me related terms to the gardening industry. Please give me related terms to the landscaping industry. And it will feed you a whole bunch of seed keywords. Or perhaps if you you can go a bit more sort of detailed with with that and you can say, please give me related terms to um, garden wall building or garden fence building. I said, I changed it to garden fence because sometimes I feel like with my English Australian accent, people can't understand all the words I'm saying. 
So fence instead of wall, uh, garden fence building. Um, so ChatGPT is great for getting started with keyword research, but don't rely on it for accuracy um, up to date. It's not. Keep reminding yourself, it's just a very smart chatbot. Okay, so number two, where's my little list? Okay, yeah, Google Keyword Planner. This is my absolute favorite free keyword research tool um, because it's super accurate. You know, you're getting the data straight from Google. It's also super detailed. You can you can find out search volumes there. You can find out difficulty scores there. It also helps you weigh it up against competitors as well, which is super useful. Um, the only thing about Google Keyword Planner is there's a slight learning curve to it, which I do go into detail um, and teach, teach you step by step how to use Google Keyword Planner on my course. It's very accessibly priced um, and it's only a one-off payment and then you have access to it forever. So if you are thinking about, you know, being serious about growing your business with SEO, which obviously I'm always uh, a supporter of, then I would recommend looking at my course or even just ask me questions about, you know, how does the keyword research module work? And I can explain to you how I teach you step-by-step how to use Google Keyword Planner to accurately find the best keywords for your website. Um, it'll save you a lot of time and it'll make sure you're on the right track as well with your website because often I get people coming to me saying, I've done the keyword research, but they didn't actually take the time to learn how to use the tools. And so it just kind of, we have to do it all again. Um, so if you do take the time to learn the Google keyword research tool, either with my course or whatever sort of resource you use, you will save a lot of long term. You will save a lot of time in the long term. But Google, Google keyword research, I'm not very good at sales. So I kind of always like fumble a bit about this part. <laughs> but obviously I'm not trying to force you to buy my course. I'm just saying it is really useful uh, as a free keyword research tool just because of the accuracy from Google. You know you're getting the data from Google versus any other keyword research tool, paid or free, it's third-party data, so they're just estimating. They're just guessing based on their own sort of algorithms. Whereas with Google Keyword Planner, it is like straight from the horse's mouth. Just gives you an accurate estimate and it's super, super, super useful for making sure your business is on the right track. Also, plus, if you're already running paid ads with your website, then Google Keyword Planner becomes even more detailed in the search volumes they give you. So it just sort of gets better and better. So number two is Google Keyword Planner. Number three is Google Trends. And now this is really useful. Well, A, for sort of finding out if you want to launch a new product or not, or a new service, but also great for blog content and trying to jump on um, topics or products or services before they blow up. It's a bit like finding a real, you know, if you do sort of social media, you want to find the audio sounds which haven't blown up yet, aka, you know, they haven't been saturated, they haven't got hundreds of thousands of reels um, attached to them. It's the same with Google Trends. Just type into Google Google Trends uh, and then play around with it. And you can, it's really easy to use, user-friendly. You can sort it out by country and date. So you can go back as far as five years. It's also super useful for finding like seasonal ideas. Um, so I use Google Trends actually myself when I'm finding 
good uh, content ideas, planning out content strategies for clients. So that's a great tool for finding that out. Um, And what you could do perhaps is you could use, say, um, Google Keyword Planner to find a list of ideas, and then you can put them into Google Trends to check, hey, is this topic on the up? Or is this topic sort of on the down and no one's actually searching for this anymore? So Google Trends is a really great sort of supplementary free keyword research tool that I'd highly recommend. Okay, number four, answer the public. And now this also is a great way for A, building out your content plan and B, building out your product pages or your service pages. And I'll explain how. So answer the public, basically you type in your seed keyword idea, which you've taken from ChatGPT, or you've gone a step further and you've used Google Keyword Planner. Then you put it into answer the public and it will tell you everyone's um, sort of queries and questions and pain points and just everything they ever wanted to know about that topic, which is so useful when you're trying to find problems to solve for people because that's what great SEO is. When your blog posts are helping solve people problems, it's really going to just sort of position you as a place of authority, position you as an authority on your subject, which Google will see, and that will push up your target pages. And then B, it will also just help people. And when you help people and give them value, that's when they want to purchase from you. The more you help people and give you give them free value with your website, the more likely your website is to grow with SEO. I can't stress that enough. If you're a pool cleaner, I always think of this example. If you're a pool cleaner, because I think it's my dream job, it just sounds lovely. You get to just be outside all day. You know, you know what you need to do. You just sort of just hang around a pool all day. It sounds great. I mean, I'm not a pool cleaner, but I would definitely like to try it. Anyway, if you're a pool cleaner uh, and you want to grow the SEO on your website, I would have guides explaining exactly how to clean your pool. Literally, I would give you every single step to how to clean your pool down to the products I use. Because yes, you might think, but I'm giving away all my secrets. Why would anyone pay for me? People are paying for your service because they want to A, save time, B, they've tried it and couldn't do it, or C, Well, actually, yeah, that's the main reason. They want to save time, you know? So it's like with SEO. I give away so much value on this this podcast because I know that at the end of the day, someone might not have the time to listen to all my podcast episodes. So that's why they go and purchase my course. Or perhaps they reach out to me as a business owner because they don't have the time or they want that extra level of of expertise to help them with their SEO. But I don't mind giving away all my secrets here because I know the right clients will come to me. And it's, you know, they trust me to give them a good service because of all the value I've given them. And it's the same with the blog posts on your website. You need to give so much value. Trust me, that is how your SEO will grow. Your organic traffic will grow. But also answer the public is great for when you've got a product up or a service up, you often have an FAQ section and answer the public is fabulous for giving you ideas because ones that you might not have thought of, because you're so close to your industry, you think everyone knows how to clean a pool. <laughs> so you don't think they're, you know, frequently asked questions, but Ask the Public will let you know what actually are the frequently asked questions. So I would definitely recommend Ask the Public as well. And now two more to go. Number five, WordStream. WordStream is great Okay, let me explain what WordStream is. So WordStream is a free keyword research tool based on Google. 
which is brilliant because we know that it's based on Google Keyword Planner effectively. Um, so again, you, to get the most out of it, I would recommend you spend some time learning about how Google Keyword Planner works. If you haven't got the time, please head to my course. Um, but the thing I like about Google Keyword um, WordStream is that you can filter keyword results by industry. So for instance, if the example they give on their sort of actual sales page, if you type in, uh, you know, keywords related to cars, whatever, and then you get results like um, Pixar movie cars, then that's not actually related to your industry, is it? So you can filter by industry and make sure the industry is automobile um, and instead of movies. But if perhaps you wanted your industry was cars in movies, <laughs> then you could filter the industry to media. And so it just make sure that you're finding the keywords with the right search intent. Now, search intent means, uh, it's better to explain it by example. There's informational search intent, there's navigational, there's commercial. So for example, an informational keyword is people that aren't looking to buy yet. Instead, they're looking for information about that product. So it's for things like blog posts, for things like FAQ pages. But instead, a transactional commercial keyword is like a money keyword. It's for someone that's looking to buy something right now or at the end stage of their funnel. Because remember, when you're making a purchase or inquiring about a service, people don't often just, well, for small things, sure, they might just like all happen in one search, but often it happens over a period of searches. They keep going back to your website, right? So that's why you need to have different keywords at different stages in the customer journey. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's why I like WordStream though, because you can filter by industry. But then if you do want to sort of, um, get the full list of keywords, you have to then put in your email address and they'll send you the whole thing for three. But otherwise they'll just give you the top 25, which if you're just getting started might be enough, but I would recommend you pop in sort of your full keyword. So you get everything there. I meant email by the way not keyword, pop in your full email and you'll get the full list. Um, but it can be a bit longer. So, I mean, in that respect, maybe using Google Keyword Planner is, is a better choice. No, I do think, yeah, WordStream is still fab, but you do need to have an understanding of Keyword Planner, how to use it. And finally, and this free keyword search tool is more for people who already have an existing website. Say your website's been around for a year or a few months. Yeah, a few months at least. Use Google Search Console. It has a wealth of data there. It's You can see exactly the queries people are typing in when they search and your website comes up. So this is great for optimizing your existing website. Honestly, Google Search Console is amazing. To optimize your existing website, what you want to do is go into Google Search Console, filter by page, and then see what your queries, what impressions um, and queries are you ranking for? Not ranking for, but what are you showing up for impressions wise? Impressions is how many times you're appearing in the search um, search results, but it might not be on the first page and that's why you're not getting clicks. But if you're getting impressions and that means your page is ranking for something, but you're not ranking high enough. So if you see a good opportunity with, you know, hundreds of impressions for a certain query and it's related and that you could work for your website, you might want to think about adjusting the copy on your website to better match that query. And it's the same with blog posts. It's a great way to identify either new content ideas or how to optimize existing blog posts. So yeah, Google Search Console is fantastic. 
can't say it enough. But that is wrapping up the list of my top free keyword research tools. Um, I hope you got, you know, a lot of value out of this web, this episode and you enjoyed the better sound quality. As always, head to my website for free resources or if you want to check out my course or also make sure you're following me on Instagram as well um, while I'll keep you up to date on everything and share tips and tricks there as well. Um, it was lovely as always. Bye guys, until next time.